You're listening to the really useful podcast, the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com. My name is Christian Corley, and in this week's really useful podcast, we're going to be looking at dash cams. What is a dash cam? Do you need one? Can you use dash cams on bikes as well as on cars? And are they really expensive? Are they worth the outlay? And can they help save you money on your vehicle insurance? These are all questions that we will be addressing in this week's podcast. Now, I've been using a dash cam or several dash cams over the course of the past five years. In that time, they have developed incredibly. The technology has gotten more impressive with improved uh, recording resolution. The price of the technology has also come down, which has allowed dash cam manufacturers to include, and this, this might seem a bit crazy, more cameras in the vehicle. So whereas maybe five years ago, £100 might, or $100 even, might have got you a front-facing camera that same amount now can get you a camera that films the front of your vehicle what you see while you're driving the back of your vehicle what's happening behind you whilst you're driving and even the interior you can in some cases get three cameras for the price of one and film the interior which is useful to gauge reactions during accidents or if you are involved in uh, transportation, maybe you're an Uber driver or a standard taxi driver uh, that interior camera is really useful for recording events whilst collecting furs. Now, while I've been using the dash cam or a series of dash cams extensively over the years, I know a lot of people don't. Uh, for example, I had a spare dash cam after upgrading and I thought I could give one to my sister. So gave her a ring, never used a dash cam. And given that she lives in one of the biggest cities on the planet, I, I, that completely blew my mind. Dash cams these days have built-in batteries and motion sensors so they can record events outside the car while the car is not moving, while there's no power, while the vehicle is parked. So, you know, then vandalism, uh, accidents on the streets, they can be recorded uh, when the motion sensor kicks in and initiates recording. So to not have a dash cam, to me, that seems a strange thing to avoid doing in this day and age. Um, but that's just one example. In truth, there are many reasons why you should consider installing a dash cam. To start with, it will give you first-hand evidence of an accident. If you're in an accident and the other parties blame you, if you have a dash cam, you can display, prove where the real fault lies. You have first-hand evidence of the accident. It may even exonerate you in litigation and hold the negligent party accountable and save you money in what turned out to be a frivolous lawsuit. Now, dash cams can also help reckless drivers behave better. Now, say someone borrows your car and you don't really trust them. The presence of a dash cam can encourage them to behave better behind the wheel and adhere to the rules of the road. Now, dashcam can also help you evade uh, wrongfully issued tickets. 
if the police have issued a ticket without proper cause, you may be able to disprove liability by using video footage from the dash cam. Some dash cams also record speed. Um, with GPS, they will record exactly where you are. So you have a little tranche of evidence there that you can use to defend yourself in such a situation. Now, of course, as already mentioned, uh, breakings and vandalism can also be thwarted with a dash cam. Although most current dash cams record to a micro SD card, there are models with internet access that instantly upload footage to the cloud. This can play a pivotal role in preventing car break-ins and vandalism. For a bit of fun, you can even replay your road trips on a dash cam, see where you've been. Uh, the recordings are stored on micro SD card or in the cloud as we've discussed. If it's on an SD card or in either situation really, um, there is probably a limit on how much you can store. The micro SD card limited by the size of the card and the cloud by the cloud um, account limitations. You can use software to review your micro SD card or cloud footage recorded through the dash cam and uh, relive journeys. That can be quite interesting to spot things that you may have missed. Uh, many a time I've been out with my family and my wife said, look, there's a, you know, there's an aeroplane taking off, there's someone with a hang glider, there's some balloons, and I'm focused on the road, and I tend to miss those things. But with a dash cam, you can relive those moments without having to worry about what's happening on the road. Ultimately, a dash cam can make you a better driver. You focus more on what's happening. You know that there could be, um, there is always a witness with you, basically, and it's that dash cam. You can correct driving mistakes that you can check by reviewing the footage as well. So, and that's, that's useful because you, it makes you a better driver and a better driver means one more safer driver on the road. You can also capture unexpected events with a dash cam. There is, um, I mean, if you can go on YouTube and you'll see us whenever there's like a meteorite uh, coming through Earth's atmosphere, uh, that often dash cams have recorded the footage as well as you know porch cameras and security cameras other types there's almost always dash cam footage of this happening and that's just one example all sorts of events can be captured on dash cam there's a load of uh, dash cam recordings it's an entire kind of tag niche on youtube that you can check out now um well after this podcast anyway and um yeah there's it's fascinating stuff some of it's very humdrum and drab but on the other hand you'll find things that from an angle that you wouldn't normally have seen Dash cams can also be a solution for worried parents when their teenagers first pass their test, head out for the first time behind the wheel without parental accompaniment or supervision. A dash cam is a useful way to monitor what's been taking place, drive in and help the teenager rather than criticise the teenager in developing better road skills of the type that maybe a driving instructor doesn't reach because they, they have a job of teaching the student how to drive in very specific usually around town situations and of course driving isn't just about around town it's motorways cities countryside all sorts of environments and there's slightly different driving required for all of these so that's um eight great reasons why you need to consider installing a dash cam uh that was written by jennifer enham and that along with everything else discussed in this really useful podcast on the topic of dash cams, can be found in the show notes.
over the years i have used a number of really good dash cams and it's probably safe to say that i would recommend almost all of them there are so many good dash cams out there basically and i'm going to include in the show notes the reviews of all the dash cams that i've reviewed for makeuseof.com these are written and video reviews and uh, take a look at those have a look at the quality of the footage and the usability of the devices how small they are or in some cases how large they are and um, you can use those to make a decision as to whether or not you know is a dash cam a good idea for you another thing you can do is check out our guide to the seven best dash cams for your car these are car based dash cams primarily dash cams are available for bikes they are slightly different and as i don't have experience of using a dash cam on a bike it's not really something i can talk about in depth the seven best dash cams for your car um, as uh, collected by make use of in uh, january 2021 just a couple of months ago uh, there's the next base 622 gw which comes with one camera and has 4k resolution and 140 degrees field of view there is the garmin dash cam 66w this is again a single dash cam it has a 1440p front camera resolution so a lot lower resolution and has a field of view of 180 degrees so that's quite an impressive field of view the next base 522gw again has one camera this has a 1440p resolution and a 140 degree field of view and the blackview dr900s 2ch two channel uh, has two cameras it has a 4k front camera resolution and 162 degrees field of view and there's also the garmin dash cam mini this has a single camera 1080p standard full hd resolution and 140 degrees field of view these are all good dash cams that you should uh, investigate more these are top of the tree when it comes to choosing a good quality dash cam and while you may find better more recent models the, these have been released in 2021 and late 2020 so they are all uh, current models from the manufacturers concerned there's also the viofo a129 pro duo dash cam which has 4k uhd and fhd dual channel recording super night vision and withstands low and high temperatures more importantly it has two cameras and a 140 degree field of view and you may also consider the garmin dash cam tandem clues in the name there again two cameras front camera has 1440p resolution and 180 degrees field of view find out more by checking out that buyer's guide at makeuseof.com And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the Really Useful Podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We're hosted at Transistor.fm, so you can find us there as well. We're also on YouTube and, of course, on MakeUseOf.com. Now, however you subscribe to the Really Useful Podcast and listen to us, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater heights. You'll find the link to our Apple Podcast page in the show notes. Thanks a lot.
happens if you don't necessarily have the money for a dash cam? Well, one option is a mobile app that can turn your phone or a secondary phone that you don't use, maybe an old phone, turn that into a dash cam. There are dash cam apps for Android that replicate the functionality of a standard dash cam. So all you need is a method for mounting your phone on your car's dashboard, and you can then use the phone's camera as a dash cam. Several free Android apps are available that you can use as a dash cam. Autoboy dash cam is a free Android dash cam packed with handy features. It's simple to use and allows you to flick between different camera options, exposure levels, capture orientation, and more without having to sort of wade or navigate through complicated menus, which is something that you probably wouldn't want to do whilst in the car anyway. Now, of course, you shouldn't use your dash cam physically whilst in a car. If anything needs doing, like if it needs activating or whatever, you need to pull over and ensure that these things happen automatically. Another mobile app you can use to turn your Android phone into a dash cam is the AutoGuard dash cam. This provides several pro tier features for free, such as offering an actual pro subscription, and you'll find settings for maximum video storage size, automatic YouTube and Google account uploading, the option to change the encoding bit rate, manage the white balance for a clearer and correct color balance photo, uh, video, and much more. In the event of an emergency, AutoGuard will protect your recording automatically in the event of a collision, replicating the functionality of a real physical dash cam. AutoGuard can also make an automatic call when it detects an accident. Another option is Drive Recorder. It's a basic but effective approach to Android dash cams and provides a decent range of configuration options, such as maximum video storage size, a limit on recording duration, the GPS update rate, and whether to record your in-car audio. Dash Cam Travel is another free Android Dash Cam app and offers a free option as well as four separate paid tiers. It allows for background recording and foreground recording without the overlay, which means you can choose whether to include the Dash Cam overlay in your recordings. Once included, your Dash Cam playback will also feature the speed, recording time, date, and a GPS map that updates as you drive. But switching off the overlay, uh, changes the video resolution. So without the overlay, the dash cam travel uses a standard video resolution to record such as 1920 by 1080 p or 1280 by 720. But when you add the overlay, the recording resolution changes slightly to accommodate the difference here. So it will then become 1920 by 936 or 1280 by 624, which is a bit strange. Well, these slight downgrades to the video resolution don't make much of a difference in the quality of the dash cam, and you'll still be able to pick out a license plate, say, from a video in the event of an accident. Now, is there a best dash cam out there? Well, I don't know, because I've used dash cam apps for Android, and they've always been found slightly wanting, whether there are issues with the battery on the phone, to just not being as compact and user-friendly as an actual dash cam. On the issue of the battery, mobile phones tend to run out of battery quite quickly when they're old mobile phones and when they have the camera enabled pretty much all the time. 
I think an Android phone or an iPhone in some cases as well is a suitable short-term substitute for a dash cam. But if you were looking for a long-term replacement for dash cam, well, you need a dash cam. There are other ways of jewelry rigging isn't the best term, but um, using a dash cam without actually buying a dash cam. There are other devices that you can use as a substitute. Mobile phones is one option. The, the Raspberry Pi, a small uh, computer about the size of a credit card, can be used as a dash cam with a camera attachment and put in a suitable case. But again, you have power issues with that. The Raspberry Pi is famous for um, not having an off button and if it shuts down without warning then your data can corrupt and that can happen with an android device in-car dash cams are typically connected to the what we used to call the cigarette lighter port which is now used as a charger for all sorts of mobile devices in some cases might the dash cam may be connected directly to the battery via a regulator but whatever the case these devices are designed with a small battery inside, as mentioned earlier, and this can manage shutdown and protect the recorded data from corruption that a unannounced shutdown would create. So, yes, there are ways around not having a dash cam, but if you want to use a dash cam without having the budget for one, a phone can do the job, a Raspberry Pi can do the job, or any other small computer or small recording device, even an old discarded camera, video camera. But ultimately, if you want a dash cam, you need to use a dash cam. So, just say you've listened to this podcast and then you decide, well, actually, yeah, a dash cam is probably what I need. What do you do next? Well, the first thing you need to do is find the best position for the dash cam. Dash cams all come with suction cup attachments that will mount the device on your windscreen. But finding the best position for the dash cam isn't entirely obvious at first glance. You need to consider the size of the windscreen, whether you have a clear view with the dash cam mounted. You need to consider also the length of the power cable, the distance to the power supply, and the dash cam lens angle. Finding a good spot for the dash cam can be tricky. You know, often the area behind the steering wheel in the front corner of the window is a good spot. Positioning as close as possible to the rear view mirror is also a good option, so you're not distracted by the display on the dash cam. While this can be turned off, it's not always ideal to do so, especially if you have a passenger who likes to check what's going on with the dash cam. Over the years, I've used various dash cams, as noted, and I've found that the best positions for the dash cam are either behind the rear view mirror, so it points at the road and you can't see the dash cam, or in the opposite corner of the windscreen. So I'm in the UK, I sit on the right hand side of the car, my current dash cam is over on the left hand side of the car. It's also important to ensure you're using the right SD card for your dash cam. Uh, these days, dash cams all use micro SD cards. These are the smaller, tiny SD cards. They're just a few millimeters long and wide. While they come in all shapes, sizes, and capacities, if your dash cam is using a larger card, that probably suggests it's 
an older dash cam and an older dash cam is going to be less power efficient it's going to have fewer features probably no gps and most importantly low resolution so stick to the most modern dash cams where you can uh, a micro sd card should be at least 64 gigabytes capacity you should also pay attention to the card's rating as different sd cards are suitable for specific purposes slower cards which are class 4 or class 6 are ideal for still or images in high quality class 10 cards however are perfect for storing hd video which you would expect your dash cam to be recording before setting out with the dash cam fitted and powered up it's important to configure the settings properly while your dash cam is packed with features you probably can't use them all at the same time via the settings screen take the time to determine the type of video you want to record when driving this will probably also let you choose the video resolution as well as duration the maximum is usually 10 seconds know that these are event videos often dash cams simply record in a loop but if you want events to be recorded then they're usually stored in a separate folder and cannot be overwritten if you want a longer record then you can set the dash cam to record in time lapse mode of course these aren't the only settings that can be configured uh, other relevant information such as your car registration um, the current date and um, gps information might also be included where available now here's one that is often overlooked you need to keep your windscreen clean we all know that it is a basic of car maintenance but the position of the dash cam can change things considerably um, while you thought your windshield was clean it might turn out the way your dash cam is positioned isn't so clean so although the dash cam will be focused on the road if the windshield is dirty it could cause blurriness or obstructions in the actual recorded footage i mean this is part and parcel of determining exactly where to place it but if you step outside and take a look at your car now you'll probably notice that where the windscreen wipers clean the windshield there are areas that they don't touch positioning your dash cam in these uncleaned areas is not a smart idea keep it in a position that is out of your direct line of sight and where it can be guaranteed to be looking through a clean windshield so it's basically about sensible placement of the dash cam and it's obviously important to clean your windshield regularly particularly if you don't have the option of keeping it in an area that's covered by your wiper blades if available use the g sensor feature to auto save incidents gyroscopic sensors enable incidents to be automatically recorded to the dashcam storage and this allows you to automatically save footage of accidents and other incidents while some dash cams come with a remote button that you might attach to your um, ignition key um, it's better to have an automated option that will just record when something important happens as noted earlier this type of thing is recorded in a separate folder that cannot be overwritten in the normal looped recording of dashcam activity i mentioned earlier that there are different options for powering a dashcam uh, you can use the cigarette lighter socket you can hardwire the dashcam to the car battery but that only works in certain cases with certain models of car and with compatible regulators you might also use a portable usb battery you probably there was a time when you would get the best option from the car battery but going forward i feel that small onboard batteries that keep the dashcam powered for when the car is parked i think they are the best option 
Another thing you should always do with your dashcam is regularly check your recordings. I set a weekly schedule so I can review what's happened on my dashcam during journeys and when the car has been parked. And it's vital to regularly check this. There's more to this just than just, you know, I'm going to have a look at this. Car battery issues can reset the dashcam setup, so you need to check that everything's optimum for the SD card. You might prefer a time lapse rather than the five minute loop as well. Um, most importantly, you need to check the dashcam regularly to ensure that it is actually recording. It's also wise to reformat the micro SD card, say once a month as well. Well, while reviewing events on your dashcam storage can be a bit time consuming, you can always play back at a faster speed. The idea really is to ensure there's nothing that you've missed and to ensure that the setup is correct and appropriate for your requirements. If it's not, then you have an opportunity to tweak things and know how you need them to be tweaked based on the footage that you've reviewed. Over the years, I've used dash cams from Vantru, Z-Edge, uh, Zenfox and Vava. I've also used mobile phones as dash cams. I've used a Raspberry Pi as a time-lapse dash cam. And, you know, I, I would find it very difficult to settle on a particular model from a particular manufacturer that I liked the most. However, if you're interested to know which one I'm using at the moment, then it is a 4K UHD dash cam from Vava. It's been uh, mounted in my car for around 12 months now. I'm very happy with the way it records. It only records out of the front, has a very wide field of view, and it sends the recorded video from the micro SD card to my mobile phone via an app in a small ad hoc Wi-Fi network whenever the car is, uh, whenever the ignition is powered and there is um, power from the battery going to the dash cam. Uh, the Wi-Fi network is there. Obviously, I'm not going to be driving when I check the footage, and there is a micro SD card that I can remove from the dash cam so that, that would be my recommendation it is small it's compact it does the job perfectly and you have the option of a mobile app that you can check the footage with and also check um, where you've been there's gps compatibility there as well you may find that different dash cam does the job for you don't forget to check our show notes and refer to everything that we've discussed this week and I'm certain that you will come away with this with a new appreciation for dash cams. Whether you have one or not, you might be thinking about buying a new one after hearing this show. Um, I would say everyone needs to have a dash cam. Now, you'll notice I didn't get into the issues of insurance. Um, some insurers will uh, insist on dash cam. Others won't. But in my experience, none of them give you a discount for having a dash cam, certainly nothing more significant than a couple of pounds or a couple of dollars a year. So I think that element of dash cams has been overstated and is possibly down to the marketing departments of various dash cam manufacturers. That aside, I think it's important to have a dash cam, whatever vehicle you're using, bike, car, truck, camper, people carrier, whatever you're using. So um, take the moment to, um, line up your options, pick the right one, take your time installing it, configuring it, and getting it to its optimum for your purposes. Drive safely. We'll be back with another really useful podcast soon. Until then, it's goodbye.